And then it goes on and it says, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. You may be seated. He was a junk food junkie and a sugarholic. We got any of those around here? <laughs> we got deliverance right up here at the altar. <laughs> and he had bad behavioral problems and bad health until he was 15 years old. Then he went to a seminar. And he heard a man give a lecture by the name of Paul Bragg on the benefits of good nutrition. And his life was never the same after that. He turned his life around. In 1936, at the age of 21 years of age, he opened one of the nation's first fitness gyms in Oakland, California. How many's, how many's been to a fitness gym? Look at that. You've been impacted by this man I'm talking about. He was, he's been called the godfather of fitness. Somebody want to give me his name? It ain't Richard Simmons. <laughs> Somebody else said his name, though. Jack LaLanne. I mean, remembers Jack LaLanne. I can remember as a little boy seeing him on that black and white television set doing those jumping jacks and he had a program I think from 1950 to 1980 or something like that for many many years he was on TV teaching people how to be fit how to exercise and and uh, he showed America how to get in shape how to be healthy and to be strong Jack LaLanne said if I die early everybody's gonna say I didn't practice what I preached but he lived to be 96 years old and worked out for two hours a day up until the day before he died he died of pneumonia he was a little sick but he refused to go to a doctor and, and uh, he died of pneumonia at the age of 96 years old. But he was very agile. Uh, I had seen him at an old age. He could move very freely. And, and uh, all because he was willing to get into shape. Amen. So I titled this, It's Time to Get in Shape. 
too many excuse me spiritually fat Christians <laughs> Brianna just laughing I notice Brianna and Dottie they don't think I notice they take notes while I preach praise God the enemy is attracted to weakness if you want to make it if you want to make it spiritually, and, and I'm, I'm going I'm to spiritualize this a little bit today because we're in church, you got to get in shape spiritually. You got to get strong spiritually. You got to get healthy spiritually. Amen. Uh, you've got to exercise spiritually to get in shape. We want shortcuts, don't we? We want that pill that does it for us. Amen. That makes us healthy, wealthy, and wise. There's no such pill that exists. Amen. Uh, no pain, no gain, somebody once said. You've, you've just got to You've you got to work at it. You've got to get up and you've got to stay at it. If you want to get in shape, you've got to go to the gym. Amen. And, and it, a little pill just not going to do it. A little, a little fix-me-up sermon. If I can just go to church and hear me a little sermon today, it'll carry me the rest of the week, and I won't need anything for the rest of the week. If you've got that attitude, I'm here to tell you, you're going to be a weak Christian. Can somebody say amen? Paul understood that weakness attracts the enemy. Weakness attracts disease. When a person has a weakened immune system, it makes them vulnerable to all kinds of diseases. And so they have to oftentimes stay isolated and protect themselves. But a strong immune system will fight off attacks. Can you say praise the Lord? As an old man, like I said, Jack LaLanne lived to be 96, but as an old man, he, uh, Jack LaLanne used to say, even at my old age, he would say, I train like I'm training for the Olympics or for Mr. America contest. He said, the way I've always trained my whole life. Because he said this, because he said, you see, life is a battlefield. Life is survival of the fittest. Amen. And like I said, at the age of 96, he was still working out two hours a day. And my objective here, Brother Reynolds, is not to get you to work out two hours a day. Though he likes to work out. Brother Reynolds one of those guys stays in shape. And in fact, when we were going to Africa, he, <laughs> we were going to Africa, 
you know, we it, there was Brother Reynolds. We're in the airport. And I don't know if he was restless or didn't get his exercise in that day, but he hit the ground, started doing push-ups. You remember that? <laughs> you don't remember that? <laughs> but he started doing... Start doing some push-ups, amen. And and we just all looked, you know. <laughs> but he's trying to stay in shape. And sometimes you just got to do some things at inopportune times. Sometimes you just got to cut it off. Where you go? I'm going to church. But the party ain't over. I don't care. I'm going to church. I got I got to have my spiritual workout. Can somebody say amen? But, it, but Jack Lane said this also. He said, he said, look at the average American diet. Now, I, I might be hitting close to home here, so love me now. Love me. He said, look at the average American diet. Ice cream, butter, cheese, whole milk, all this fat. And he says, people don't realize how much this stuff you get by the end of the day. He said, high blood pressure is from all this high fat eating. Do you know how many calories are in butter? And cheese? And ice cream? He said. <laughs> he said this, would you get your dog up in the morning for a cup of coffee? And give him a cup of coffee and a donut? And then he said, probably millions of Americans got up this morning with a cup of coffee and a donut. And he said, no wonder they are sick. Amen. And fouled up. It's what you consume. Can you say praise God? Now, I know that the Bible says physical exercise profiteth little, and I'm not, but I'm using this as a type. And the reason it profits little is because just like Jack LaLanne, it doesn't matter how long you work out of it in the flesh, eventually you're going to get old and you're going to die. Amen. And Paul wrote this, though, but, 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 but Paul wrote this in 2 Corinthians 4, 6. He said, though our outward man is perishing, Yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. In other words, this inward man, this born-again man, this man that's become a Christian doesn't have to get old. Doesn't have to get weak. Doesn't have to get sick. Praise God. But daily, amen, he can grow stronger and stronger and stronger but it's got to be exercise can somebody shout amen the reason we have weak christians is because of poor nutrition and lack of exercise spiritually speaking if i need to put that in there if we're not consuming the word and exercising our faith don't expect to be strong in the lord but paul in ephesians he wasn't 
asking them a question. He was giving them a command. He was, he was telling them, now finally, my brother, in everything I've talked to you about in this letter, finally be strong in the Lord. He's telling you to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. So if, if Paul's commanding me, if Paul's telling me, and I believe that Paul penned the word of God that God wanted him to write, and he says, finally, my brother, be strong in the Lord, I want to ask myself, what must I do to be strong in the Lord? And I don't think it's rocket science. The Bible says the things of this world often are a pattern and a type and it show us spiritual things. Nature shows us that there's a God. It shows us spiritual things. So I would think if I've got to exercise in the physical realm to stay in shape, then that means I've got to exercise in the spiritual realm if I want to stay in shape. Come on, church. It's time to get in shape. It's time. Oh, you ain't listening to me. Come on. It's time, praise God, that we put our spiritual tennis shoes on and our spiritual sweatsuit on. And it's time to get to work on our spirituality. If we're consuming too much junk food, if you're watching more television, uh-oh, here we go. I knew he's going to hit on that. I just do it. Going to the movies too much. Oh, now people's name and now everybody names the weakness they don't have. <laughs> and that's the way it goes. <laughs> Preach on this, brother corner. Oh, you got a problem with... No, everybody else does. <laughs> Too much phone time. That is a good one, isn't it? Don't expect... If you're going to consume these things, just like if I eat cake and candy and, and don't work out and all that, I can't expect to run a 26-mile marathon. Amen. And be strong enough to make it. Or to, but you know what? Oftentimes we think we can make it. We think we're stronger than what we really are. Oh, let me back. I'm getting ahead of myself here. I want to hit on. Don't let me forget that. Praise <laughs> if you're not cons If you're consuming too much of the spiritual junk food, amen, don't expect to be strong enough to fight off the enemy. That's why every Sunday morning you get up and you don't know whether you're going to go to church or not. You know what that ought to tell you? I am spiritually unfit. Am I stepping on some toes today? You know, it's like the, the guy that said, I'm, I'm not going to church today. His wife said, honey, you got to go. No, I ain't going. I told you. I don't, those people don't appreciate me. They're not, you know, they don't. And, and he had all, you know, this, uh, I ain't going. And she said, but you've got to. He said, give me good one, one good reason why I've got to go. He said, because you're the pastor. <laughs> <laughs> I 
But if you ever do, I'm just not going. I don't want. And if you find yourself fighting that battle constantly, constantly spiritual things bore you, I'm here to tell you something I ought to tell you. I am not spiritually fit, and I am not strong in the Lord, and I better get on some kind of workout program. Amen. You want to get strong physically? You've got to work out consistently. Everybody say consistently. We've got to consume God's word consistently. Amen. We've got to pray consistently. Amen. We've got to gather with God's people consistently. Come on, somebody. Preach with me today. Hallelujah. Because Paul said, be finally, my brother, be strong. I just don't know if I can make it. Now we go through those times. But if you're constantly going through that time, that ought to tell you there's something wrong. I'm not in shape. In and out. In and out. In and out. Wait a minute, something wrong here. And then you know, when you've, and, and you do a lot of running, brother, you know, and, but if you don't, you know, get yourself and consistently run and build that lung capacity up, amen, get, get those muscles in shape. You know, when that marathon comes, it's going to be tough. Chances are, oh, oh, I can make it. I've done this before. You know, my dad was a boxer, and he used to tell me this. He said, if you're boxing three rounds, you train for six. Because those arms feel like lead. When you're in there, and it's hard to lift them up. When you're tired, and you're fatigued, and you, oh, you go in, you know, you go in thinking, I, I am the man, you know. I can take this guy. I can do it. He's mine, you see. Hey, and it's not always the biggest jack that's the strongest jack. And it's not always the loudest one in church that's the most strongest spiritually. You, you ever notice some bullies, you know, they come in, they're all loud mouth, you know, hey, 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 what's wrong with you? What you looking at? You know, when you're, a lot of times they got that big mouth because that's, they know that if somebody gets, they're trying to avoid getting in a fight. So they're trying to intimidate so that you won't even rise up and say anything. I know a man given no names. He's not here. He's not in this building. So don't look around. But he might watch me. So I better not say. To give his <laughs> but he told me this story. He said he went to jail. Got a DUI. Yeah, I have friends like that. And uh, <laughs> anyways, he said... He said, he's sitting there, and he said, and this big guy come up and took his lunch. He thought, oh, boy. He said, I was scared. He said, but I knew if I let him get away with that, who knows what else going to happen to me in here. And so he said, I went up to him. And, and the one thing about this friend of mine, he can give a mean look. He said, that's my lunch. He said, and the guy sat there, didn't do, say nothing or do nothing. But he took his lunch back. He said, that's my lunch. 
He said, I didn't want to fight him. He said, he probably beat the tar out of me, but I had no idea to stick up. It's my line. I'm here to tell you, son, the devil stole so many of your lunches, and you sit there intimidated, frozen in fear, and allow him to pick on you. Honey, it's time to get in shape. It's time to say no more. Back off. Amen. You can't have what belongs to me. I'm not giving it up that easy because I'm going to get in shape and I'm going to give you the fight of my life. Hallelujah. I'm going to pray. I'm going to fast. I'm going to read God's word. Come on, somebody. Get with me. Peter said, be strong, be, I mean, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. Have you ever watched a nature show? Who does that lion go after? And usually it's Jezebel. It's the women lion. It's the female lions that go after. Lioness, lioness. So you women aren't getting off the hook here. <laughs> Who they go after? Huh? They go after the weak, the vulnerable, the ones that are at the edges. You know, well, I can get this close and still be living for God. Whoa. I was watching a, I was on Facebook or somebody posted it up there. Whoever did it was good. It's a water buffalo or something goes to the water's edge. You see, you got to get to the edge. And this alligator jumps out. Did you see it? Grabs that water by the leg and starts pulling it in the water. See, that alligator wants to get him in the water and drown him. And, and he's pulling him, and that thing just pulling, and he's, and it's, it's a struggle back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, and man, you're just rooting for that buffalo to get away, you know. And, and, it, it is, and it looks, I mean, he gets him out there, and it looks like he's almost going under, and it looks like he's going to lose, and he starts dragging, getting back to the edge, and then back again. And, and, and finally, out of all things, this big hippopotamus comes. And he comes out of nowhere. And boy, he just lets that alligator have it between the eyes. And he lets go and that water buffalo runs loose. He made it. And you're just, yeah! <laughs> Amen. Sometimes the devil's had me that way, brother. And he's dragging me, dragging me in the water. Come on, play with me. Praise God. He's dragging me in the water. He's dragging me in the water. But thank God that Jesus comes along. And amen, he punches him in the eyes. And I've been set free. Come on, you need to call on the name of the Lord. You need to know who to call on. When you get to the edge, just a little close. And we've all been on that edge, haven't we? We've all been on that edge. Praise God. But predators don't go after the strong. They go after the weak. Everybody say weak. So I guess we need to quit singing that song. I am weak. 
Paul said, be strong in the Lord. We ought to be saying, I'm strong in the Lord. Ain't worked out all week, but I'm strong in the Lord. Ain't prayed five minutes, but I'm strong in the Lord. <laughs> Hello, somebody. Is this okay? I don't know where we're going, but I'm, I'm trying to get there. I've heard people say, well, how'd you like that Brit last week trying to imitate a Texan? <laughs> I wanted to say, give it up. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just, just kidding. <laughs> he said, well, if I, start, if I start really getting serious and living for God, then the devil's really going to attack me. Hey, if your attitude's that way, he's probably already got you. <laughs> well, you know, if I, if I start doing that, if I start praying longer, I just know I've done it before. The attacks come. So don't tell me, Brother Coiner, that the devil goes after the, the weak. He goes after the strong. <laughs> and, and, and I've got proof. I've got Bible proof. What? Well, where's your Bible at, Brother Ward? <laughs> no. We were having this conversation. No, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> where's, your, where's your Bible at? Well, Job. What about Job? Job. He went through one of the worst attacks in the history of mankind. He, would you say he's weak, Brother Coiner? Well, you got a point there. Yeah, good point. I, I'll give you credit for studying a little bit. But sometimes you got to work out till there's muscle fatigue. That's how Jack Lane would work out till he had muscle fatigue. That way his muscle would build. So sometimes you just got to work out till you're spiritually fatigued. So that you can build. And, and, and here's Job, but if you read that scripture, you know, if you just would have read a little bit longer and not set it aside and went to sleep, you'd, you'd get it. Satan didn't go after Job. When you read it, he, it wasn't Satan that says, oh, Job's a real spiritual man, just like Sister Jeanette. And I'm going to get her, amen. I'm going to knock you off your horse, honey. Who do you think you are, Miss Spiritual, trying to live holy? Watch her fall. Let's not be that way. When people are trying to live holy, let's back them up. Just because you ain't living that way, don't tear them down because they're trying to live that way. Can you say praise the Lord? Amen. We get, get on these, you know, well, they're making me look bad. Making me look bad. The Lord asked Joseph, what you been doing, devil? Satan? He said, well, I've been going to and fro in the earth. He never even considered Job. 
Because Job was strong. Because Job was strong. And he was blessed because of his life. And God was blessing him. And, and, and so it had to be the Lord. Oh, and you all say, thanks, thanks Lord. <laughs> but it was the Lord had, had to tell Satan, have you considered my servant Job? And he talked, he gave his attributes. He, he lists perfect or complete. Not that he never made a mistake, but he was complete. And, and he's strong in the Lord. He was telling Satan, and he eschews evil. And he loves righteousness. Have you, he's, he's, he's like one of a kind in the earth. He's, he's, in other words, God said, he's strong in me. Have you considered trying to take him down? Job, uh, and Satan told the Lord, said, never even considered him, if you please. If I can paraphrase, never even considered him because he's strong in the Lord. He never thought, he thought it would be a waste of time. But it had to be God. God. You say, well, God set Job up. No, God was going to prove to Satan. See, Job, and I, I, I don't want to get into this too much, too deep, maybe some other time. But Job thought he was on trial. But Job wasn't on trial. God had already made the verdict. Verdict. He's a righteous man. He's a good man. He's all of that. But oftentimes when you're going through things, just like Job, you're thinking, what did I do wrong? Everybody looking at, what have you been doing wrong? You know, and all that. It wasn't that he was doing anything wrong. It was the fact that he was doing everything practically right. And God had, wait a minute, God, why'd you do Because God had confidence in Job to prove to the devil that not everybody's serving me just because of the benefits, but they're serving me because they love me. And just as the sister sing, I'm blessed in the good days and in the bad days. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Can you shout praise the Lord? Let's stand and praise him. Let's stand and praise him. Be strong in the Lord. Be strong in the Lord. Shake your neighbor's hand and say, be strong in the Lord. Quit being a crybaby. Quit being a weakling. Get in the arena. Amen. Now you thought I was through, but I ain't sit down. Praise. <laughs> so I was starting at eleven, so I can preach longer. Praise him. <laughs> so God, why did Job survive? I'll tell you why he survived. Because he was strong in the Lord. Because he exercised his faith, and he was in shape. Everybody say he was in shape before the attack. See, a lot of times we only run to the altar when we're under attack. We only come to prayer meeting when we're under attack. We only come to church when we can't pay the bills. Hoping somebody hears from God and slips me a little money. And, and there's nothing wrong with that. Well, sometimes... We're a little short because we've done everything right. Because we were honest. Amen. But, but here we are, you know. It's, it's don't wait till you're under attack to be strong in the Lord. You don't wait till you get in the arena with Muhammad Ali before you start working out. 
you start working out beforehand. And our dear sister who leads prayer, she leads the ladies' prayer now. Uh, sister Matson's passed that mantle on over to our dear sister Nicole, and she's leading prayer. I'm telling you, what are they doing? They're exercising their faith. They're exercising in prayer. And if this church is blessed, that's one of the reasons why it's blessed. If this church is strong, that's one of the reasons why it's strong. Can you shout amen, somebody? You've got to ex- you've got to be faith be f- be bringing your kids to church before they get on drugs. Amen. Be bringing them and raise them up in the nurture and the admonition of the Lord before you lose out. Be faithful to the house of God. Be faithful to the things of God. Be faithful to the word of God. Make your home a sanctuary of Jesus Christ. In other words, what am I saying? Make it a gym. Make it a gym. We get spiritual. If your spiritual workout and your family is only at church, they're probably going to be weak. Amen. Hallelujah. A lot of times, though, we think we're stronger than we really are, too. see that demon in you I can cast it out that's what the disciples thought they told the Lord we'll take care of this we'll take care of this demon I don't know how long they prayed but they didn't come out (laughs) and they, they were dumbfounded Lord Why weren't we able to cast that demon out? He said, young men, this kind doesn't come out but through much. I I should call Brother Reynolds up here, give me some push-ups. show off, huh? (laughs) Is that my cue to quit? (laughs) Now, some of you might be able to do push-ups, but don't start clapping in them if you ain't in shape. You might end up on your face. (laughs) All right. And I'm not saying I'm that great physical shape, but, but, but this kind come without, but my much. You don't lift a guy I worked with was able to bench press over 600 pounds. But he worked out a lot. You don't do that unless you're working out a lot. Jesus said, this kind, you don't cast these kind of devils out, but by much fasting and prayer. I think I'm a little out of shape. In other words, Jesus exercised. He was in shape. That's why he could go in the desert fast. And the Bible says he was weak physically. And then temptation came. 
but he resisted because he was in shape spiritually. Somebody shout amen. I, I, I just know a lot of people, you know, they get into church and we think, remember that old song? Put me in coach. I'm ready to play today. You ever heard that growing up? That's an old one. Put me in coach. I'm ready to play today. That's a long time ago. You remember it then? Yeah. <laughs> you think you're ready to play. But you get mad if somebody tells you no. You're not ready yet. <laughs> well, you mean I ain't ready yet. I'm ready. You're as ready as sometimes I thought I was ready when I wrestled. In seventh grade, I took up wrestling. Brother, I was a mean 80 pounds. I, was, I, I wrestled the 80-pound class weight in seventh grade. I was 4 foot 11, 80 pounds. Solid muscle, Brother Reynolds. <laughs> Most of it right here. <clears throat> And I'm wrestling, you know, and we're, we're running hallways, we're running stairs. You know, it's wintertime up there, real cold, so we're in the building, three-story, we run upstairs. We're, we're getting in, and, and I wasn't in church at the time, so, you know, I smoked a little bit. Because I had to be cool. And <clears throat> I got in that ring. My first wrestling match. And I thought, I'm ready for this. I'm strong. I get in there, and I kid you not, I couldn't wait till that guy pinned me. <laughs> I, I mean, I was out of, I thought I was in shape. I thought I was strong. I, I thought I was. I honestly, I just got done playing football and went into this. Uh-uh, wrestling, uh-uh, that's one-on-one, -on -one, brother. You better be in shape. And, 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 and I was just so glad he pinned me. And the match was over. But it taught me a lesson. And it said, I better get in shape. And so I started taking it seriously. And the next wrestling match, I won. Praise God. And I promise you, if you'll start taking this seriously, you will get strong in the Lord. And those things that used to tempt you won't be as a big of a lure, but you'll be able to resist the devil. And he will flee from you because he says, he's too strong. I can't get him now. He's too much in shape. Yeah. Amen. But sometimes, and I'm getting a little ahead of myself, but sometimes, you know, we think we're ready. I'm ready to start that ministry. I'm ready, to, I'm ready to go. Put me in, Pastor. Put me in. I'm ready. 
Give me the ball. I'm ready. Come on now. It's a touchdown time. Come on. Yeah, he gives it to me. We're going we're gonna to watch revival take place. We won't have enough seats for people in this place. When I start my ministry, it's going to be good. When I build, you know, when I first started pastoring, I thought, man, it won't be long. We'll have 300 in here, you know, and, and all this. Okay, give me a break. You get in there and bam, you get knocked down. Bam, you get, it's like. Wait a minute. Where, where's the exit? Where's the exit? Let me out of here. <laughs> and, and I find that happens a lot of times. People get ministered, and they don't realize when you work with people, sometimes you are working with <laughs> hard to get along with. <laughs> sometimes the devil's in the flesh, you know. <laughs> Hello, somebody. <laughs> I mean, when I went to the presbyter and asked him about getting my local license, and my wife, he says, uh, you guys work with people and all that. And my wife piped up. She says, yes, I've worked with children this many years and all that. And he says, honey, I'm here to tell you, tell you to, children are different. Children will love you. <laughs> when you work with adults, it's a different story. <laughs> Oh, you think you're ready. But, honey, you know you're out of shape. When you think you're ready, you get started, and then you're ready to hand in your resignation and quit. Say, this ain't for me. And that, that may happen. It may be something else. Amen. And sometimes I've been knocked down. So, uh, I tease sometimes and say I resign every Monday, you know. And, and you, you, know, you feel like you, you, you're ready in the fight. But, bless God, I love the fight, too. I, I do love the fight. Amen. And I love the challenge, too. And you got to get to that point where you love. And yes, Satan is going to attack, but if you're in shape and you're prayed up and you're read up, amen, and you're witnessed up, amen, you're ready for the fight. Yes, you may take a hit or two, but you'll get back up, honey, and you'll give it all you got. Come on, somebody. I'm challenging. Stand with me. Life Tabernacle, it's time to get in shape. It's time to get in shape. Oh, yeah. Quinn, I like that workout you're doing, brother. I've seen this man. Just, he just impresses me just impresses me man amen like many of you don't get now if you're sitting there jealous because I talk good about him you're out of shape you're out of shape I remember praying one time for a guy we had a guy in this church needed the Holy Ghost and he couldn't get it for a few years you talk about bursting your ego you know and and, and lo and behold he Hey, hey, come on up here, brother. And, and, and this, I took him to this guy that helped knew how to pay, pray people through to the Holy Ghost, Brother Bill Davis. And he helped pray, pray, pray Brother Matson through. So he could pray difficult people through. And I don't know. But he prayed. And so we thought, man, Brother Matson got the Holy Ghost. This guy prayed. Brother, uh, brother Batten, well, he'll get the Holy Ghost too. We'll take him because he's easier than Brother Matson. Anyway, <laughs> Now, that's my buddy. He can take it because he's in shape. Amen. So, there's brother. This guy builds. I mean, you build people's faith. You build people's faith. He's already repented. He's already been baptized. His sins are washed away. The Holy Ghost is for him. You got to believe that. Quit looking at everything on the outside. Oh, well, he lines this up. He gets, you know. No. The Holy Ghost is for you. And, and he built his faith up, read him scriptures and all that. He says, anything keep you from getting the Holy Ghost? And he said, no. He said, lift your hands. Let's pray right now.
And that, I mean, folks, it wasn't 30 seconds. Brother Batten was speaking in tongues. And, 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 and I'm the pastor. And so I want to lay my hands on him. Not on his head. I'm going to lay him right here. And that Bill Davis, believe it or not, pushed my hand away. I said, I'm done. Ain't coming back. Ain't ever calling you anymore to pray for people for the Holy Ghost if you're going to treat me that way. If you've got that attitude, you're out of shape. He pushed my hand away. You know why he pushed my hand away? I didn't really know why at the time. But I trusted the guy that, you know, he didn't really know me that well, but he pushed my hand away. Because the guy was already speaking in tongues. Don't disturb him. Don't leave him alone. Right, Brother Allen? Leave. He's got the Holy Ghost. Amen. And so he pushed my hand away. I didn't care he pushed my hand away. The guy got the Holy Ghost. Praise God. Amen. The church is growing. And if you love the church and you love God, when God brings people in begins to use them, praise God, the church is growing. We help do it too. Nobody's taking anybody's credit away. But sometimes you get, you know, you're doing this ministry and, and, and man, people aren't coming and nobody's cooperating and everybody's late and, and, and you want to say, I'm through. Because you're out of shape. We got to be like a coach. Gets that team in shape. Myself first. Amen. And then helping others. I know I might have stepped on a few toes today, but I'm stepping on my own too. Amen. I'm stepping on my own also. Because I needed to hear this. You need to hear this. And I preached a little long today. And if you complain about it, I won't quit. I won't resign. And I hope you don't either. At 19 years old, my brother, sister, at 19, I finally fought that battle. That I said, come hell or high water, I'm going to live for the Lord. I'm staying in the fight. Have I been knocked down a few times? Oh, yeah. A righteous man falls seven times. The difference is he gets back up. The pastor preached hope last week. The minister preached hope last week. You can live for God. And you can get in shape. And God can use you. So we need to come to the gym right now. Sometimes you need a partner to get you to come to the gym. You know where the gym's at? It's around this altar. Amen. Can't make you come. We just encourage you to come get a little prayer workout. Don't kneel. Don't kneel. Don't kneel. It's a stand-up workout today.
You ready to do some jumping jacks? Amen. Hallelujah. I want to be in shape where I can worship the Lord. A lot of times that's why we have prayer before service. We can repent of all those things we need to get out of the way. It's taken care of and I'm ready to go. Hallelujah. Because I want somebody else to be blessed. I want somebody else to get a touch. I want somebody else to be healed. Amen. I want to help the Lord get that football across the goal line. Amen. I want to block for him. Amen. I want to be there for him. Hallelujah. That he can get his work done that he wants to do today. I want to, how many want to join the team? Means you got to get in shape. Got to get in shape. How do I get in shape? I, I, I don't have time to go to Ephesians, but Paul tells you there, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Because he said, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. And he says, therefore, put on that whole armor of God, which basically he, he types the helmet, amen, and, and, and the girdle with truth and having the breastplate of righteousness. That's right living, holiness living. Amen. Amen. He, he taught the gospel. He talks about the shield of faith. He talks, about, he talks about the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit. And praying always. Praying always. If you do these things, if you practice these things, you put on that whole armor, you're going to get in shape. And you're going to see what the Lord's going to do for you. How many wants to see God do something in your life? We're going to ask God to help us to get in shape. I'm, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, you know, starting this out, you just don't put somebody in for a 26-mile run a farm, right? You got to start them out slow. But as we start out slow, church, we're going to pick up pace. Can you say praise the Lord? And we're going to see God do things that we never imagined he was going to do. But it's because we've put some work. We've become strong in the Lord. And together we will become a strong church. So that when a sinner walks in this place, they fall on their face. Say, surely the presence of the Lord is in this place. Hallelujah. Will you lift your hands right now and ask God to help you? Oh, God. Will you just ask him to help you? Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Those times that I don't feel like getting on the track. Those times that I don't feel like working out, God. That I'd be able to overcome my flesh, oh Lord. Hallelujah. Because I want to help build your kingdom. I want to see your kingdom established on the earth. I want your will to be done on earth as it is in heaven. And you need a strong church to do it. You need a church that's in shape to do it. Hallelujah. And I want to be a part of your great team, oh God. Hallelujah. In the name, in the name, in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Oh, yes. God is on our side. Praise God. Praise God. Well, we're going to get the victory. The weapons we Worship is the way that the fans Well, let's work out a little bit. Praise works out. Praise works out. 
reason for the victory. You'll be surprised what praise will do for you. Lift up your voice and sing for joy. Oh, yes. Clap your hands, make a joy. Hallelujah. Blow the trumpet and shout. Well, praise him for the victory. Hallelujah. No, it's prayer. Worship is the way that the battle It's the word of God. This is the way that we fight. Well, yes. Praise him for the victory. Ah, no, 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 no. Lift up your voice and sing. Oh, yes. Clap your hands, make a joyful noise. Blow the trumpet and shout. Well, praise him for the victory. The weapons we use are our bombs and guns. Worship is the way that the battle. Oh, hallelujah! That's it. This is the Praise way him. that we fight. Let him bless you today. Praise him for the victory. Hallelujah! Can't stop. Can't stop praising his name. I just can't stop praising his name. I just can't stop praising his name, Jesus. Hallelujah! Can't stop praising his name. I just can't stop. Praising his name, I just can't stop. Praising his name, Jesus. Have you ever experienced, because you're a runner, have you ever experienced runner euphoria? To break through to runner, runner euphoria, what had to happen? build up stamina, run over a long period of time. Uh, once I began to run over a long period of time, when I stopped running, you could know, you could feel, at least I could, I could feel it in my body. You know, you didn't have that same uh, runner's high, if I could say it that way. But after you ran, and they say, I don't know, they say you get to a point almost of exhaustion, but, but you keep on, and then all of a sudden it's like, wow. This feels good. And I'm here to tell you, some of you think you're at the point of exhaustion. But really, if you just keep going, you keep going, you're going to break through that. And you're going to have that, if I'm going to praise you for you, living for God, you for you. Amen. Don't give up. Keep pushing. The crown is there. The promise is there. God is there. He's with you. Hallelujah. Let's keep fighting. Let's keep singing. Let's keep praising. Lift up your voice and sing for joy. Clap your hands, make a joyful noise. Blow the trumpet and shout. Praise him for the victory. Weapons we use on our bars and Worship is the way that the battle is won. This is the way that we fight. Praise him for the victory. What time? It's it's getting a little. Is it, is it too late? All right. These are what we call worship leaders. You're to lead us in worship. You're a football player. Bring it down. I want I want people to I want people to hear me. Beats making me go like that. <laughs> I've, had, I've had the privilege, believe it or not, I've played a little bit of football. I've had that privilege of being able to run and break through the paper. 
You know how they hold that paper up and the team comes out and breaks through the paper? I was the quarterback, so I got to lead the team. So being quarterback means you have to be a leader. Though you don't have to be, a, you know, just the quarterback being the leader. But when the exercise was taking place and the other team would be in earshot distance, I'd shout out, who's the best? And everybody go, we are. And, and, and we get to exercise and I get to shout it out. And, that other and then that other team get louder, you know. Now, we always got beat. But anyways, but it wasn't because we didn't praise. <laughs> we won a few games. But anyways, you're worship leaders. If I wanted my team to get out there and hustle, I had to hustle. If I wanted them to be excited, I had to be excited. If I wanted them to be pumped up before the game, I had to be pumped up before the game. Yeah, I had a lot of butterflies before a game. I was nervous. But I didn't go in a, who's the best? We are. We are. Okay. You want these people to praise? And I'm not, I'm not, I'm just, me too. You got to praise. You got to put some effort into it. You got to get in shape. Weapons and bond, you know. Get out there and dance a little bit. Sometimes you just got to lay that microphone down, start dancing. You'd be surprised how you encourage others. You're encouragers. You're worship leaders. We want you to lead us into battle because we were, our praise is our battle. That's our guns. Amen. And you're leading us. And you know what? Good soldiers follow their leaders. Amen. And the Bible says, and a child shall lead them. So children, lead us today. Get into it. Praise God. Come on, church. Let's get behind them. Lift up your voice and sing for joy. Clap your hands, oh, make it joy for yes. joy. Roll the trumpet and shout. Well, praise him for the victory. Oh, yes. The weapons we use are our bombs and guns. Worship is the way that the battle is won. And this is the way that we fight. Well, praise him for the victory. Can't stop, can't stop. Praise him his name. Church. Let's praise His name together. 